0: Hello everyone. This is Jennifer Bryant and welcome to the Practical Family Podcast where we are building strong foundations and healthy homes. Well, hello again friends. I'm excited to come to you today from my very own living room, which is where most of the podcasts come from, but today I it's just me. It's just me. I have an incredible lineup of guests that have been on the show with me and who are coming on so you get to look forward to um, good friends of mine and and other authors and speakers that share their heart about family living and life and, and everything. But today, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about gratefulness. Since it is the day before Thanksgiving, at least that's when I'm recording this episode, I wanted to talk to you about the three things that have been put on my heart about what it means to get to grateful. So as this episode is called Getting Too Grateful. And what I mean by that is maybe how we teach our kids to get to a place of gratefulness, but how we realize it for ourselves as adults. You know, it's interesting that the older that my kids get, the less, uh, how do I put it, control that I have (laughs) over their lives. I mean, you know, when they're toddlers and when they're babies, you're kind of, physically responsible for them. You need to do everything for them, guide them, feed them, you know, make sure they don't hurt themselves too badly anyway. But the older they get, the more independent they get. They're more responsible for their thoughts, for their choices. And so what it means as a parent then to help to mold that part of their character gets more complicated. It gets more abstract. I know it takes a lot more mental energy for me to Okay, attack certain questions that they ask me, like like the other night, uh, Chloe asked me, Mom, what what does it mean when a boy says that you're hot? And I'm like, Oh Lord, are we there? Are are we addressing these things already? I mean I was scared this summer when, when they started to ask the sex questions, like, oh, I don't want to answer this, but I have to because you're little people and you know, we gotta think about these things. So that's what made me um, draft the article about talking to your kids about sex, so so go and check that out at practicalfamily.org. But now we're on to the different subject of gratefulness, and so uh, what it means to teach our kids appreciation. I think we all know that feeling, that, that guilt that tugs at our heart when we walk through a store and kind of like try to rush past the toy aisle because we don't want them to get distracted by ooh. That mom, look at that. And I'm going, "Oh, commercialism, commercialism, don't." I mean, advertising is everywhere, right? and and advertising and marketing is something that i have to keep my my eye on as well as a you know communicator and online communicator and all of that but but in everyday life and as we keep our kids or we want to keep them in a place where they're not expecting everything right they're not they don't see everything and then they and then they give you these big cute puppy dog eyes and you just want to give them the world because they're so cute it, it's it's a struggle it's a struggle to say the least so what i want to encourage you today is not only that there's power in saying no, <laughs> and that if if you're listening and you have felt yourself having that boundary issue before, and that, well, I can justify this because it's only this, and I wish I had that when I was a kid, and let's just kind of cut through a little bit of that today, and as we talk about consumerism, but also this idea of expectation and entitlement. I mean, these are hot words right now. These are buzzwords because there are so many leaders in this community that are experiencing young people. I mean, you know, people that any age can be entitled really or have that attitude, but but they're seeing this in this generation of millennials that um, just have a different work ethic than than our parents did. And it's hurting the workforce in, I think, social-emotional ways. And so they're having to deal with this now and approach... how how to lead differently because of this mentality of of people needing to kind of be walked through steps and told that they're great or encourage just being encouraged in different ways right so it's not all a terrible thing it's just changing of mindset because society's mindset is changing so when we think about this as parents getting too grateful has a lot to do with the expectations that we put on ourselves so I think for one, the information that we get comes so quickly now, like even this, you're listening to the podcast right now, probably because you wouldn't have time otherwise to sit and read a blog post. And it's easier for me to talk out my thoughts and things, but for you to, as a consumer to listen when you can, because your life is going at a certain pace and you need to get things done and and that's great. And that's why we provide different mediums of communication for you here at practical family but when we're used to getting information to receiving things and being able to process things so quickly i think that pattern of receiving versus the pattern of self-denial and waiting tends to butt heads and then it can bring this attitude of entitlement into our relationships when we expect the quick answers now the quick solutions now i mean i am so guilty of that even in my own Marriage, I found myself telling my husband, Well, you know, I asked you about this, and you know, like, can we just talk about it right now? And he'll often tell me, Well, I need to sit on it and think about it, and I want to give you the best answer I can give you. And I'm like, Oh, get there quicker. <laughs> and that in me, I need to calm down, okay, because I cannot expect people to give me what I need. Otherwise, that makes me the selfish receiver. And I don't want my kids to take on that attitude either. So, so it's recognizing where we need to keep ourselves in check with these kinds of things and learn, well, what is it that, what is the mindset that I need to take on that is more others minded? Again, entitlement tells us that I deserve this fill in the blank to be happy or to be satisfied or to be at peace or entitlement tells us, well, it's always been this easy to get. Why is it not easy now? Why when I'm up against your decision making and having to wait for you when I can get answers so quick on my phone online, I shouldn't have to wait for you. And that is just the wrong attitude to have. And if we're raising kids and we want them to grow up to love and empathize with the feelings of others, we need to help them get there. We need to help them get to a place of gratefulness, where they're actively practicing things like waiting, like not needing to be entertained by a device all the time. I did a uh, a printable, actually, that's available on practicalfamily.org called 10 Things to Do While You Wait. And it was interesting to think through, and my husband helped me think through this too, like, you know, why can't we just sit there and like do a crossword puzzle like our grandparents used to do? Why can't we... Um, just even like remembering the old Rubik's cube and and uh, doing puzzles with our hands and keeping our brains active instead of our focused attention on a screen. You know all these different things that bring this attitude of expectation and entitlement into our life because information, because stress relief is so much quicker than it used to be. Let's talk a little bit about that now. There are three main points that I want to encourage you in as to how to get there, how to help your kids get to grateful. And as you're listening to this, think about how some of these might apply to you as well as an adult, because I know they apply to me. (laughs) I'll share a little bit about my own experiences with you as we go. So number one in getting to grateful, number one, learn to earn it. Learn to earn it. It's been said that we should never do for someone what they can do for themselves. We should never do for someone what they can do for themselves. Now this speaks to capability, the process of learning and growing and doing hard things. Accomplishing little successes and the successes that build on successes. When we give our kids the chance to succeed at hard things, like cleaning up after themselves, like doing their own laundry, like going up to the adult at the store to ask a question instead of us doing that for them, you know, you have words, you talk to me all the time, I'm not going to do simple tasks for you anymore the older that you get and we need to show them that they're they can they're brave so giving them opportunities to be brave in that you know because when you're a little kid you're 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 small you and you're looking up at the world still like oh all of it is so big mama just do it for me and you know we're supposed to be there for them we're supposed to help to support them and guide them and love them i mean i'm not talking the you know the extreme of of you know, letting your kids fall and learn the hard way every time. I mean, we need to be there to emotionally and support them and nurture them. Even as dads, you know, this isn't just a mom thing. Dads too. Um, you got to pick your battles. So, okay, is this a genuine learning experience or, you know, am I just expecting that they should know when I haven't really gone through that with them yet? So things that can be hard but that are good for them help them to do those things consistently. So the chance to earn that the success at that hard thing will build their confidence. But listen, this is the difference. Don't make them earn your love. Does that make sense? Don't make them earn your love by the things that they do. Like you don't give them the closeness and the hugs and the love until they've obeyed you. So I need my son to do his laundry, right? He needs to do that out of obedience and he'll whine and complain about it sometimes and he'll come and he'll kind of lean up against me, but I won't push him away and say, nope, nope, you don't get any mommy's love until you do what you need to do. That's kind of not okay because they still, even when they mess up, even when they fail, even when things are hard for them, they still need to know that you're there to support them. So giving them the hug and the kiss and you can do it, son. You can do it. You telling me it's hard doesn't give me the, the green light to go and, and do it for you. I mean, I might help you a little bit, but the majority of the task is on your shoulders because that's going to be what builds them up later and their ability to know that, hey, I can do this without mom. And that sense of independence as, as they grow is just going to make them more capable, confident people. So some things that we do in our house is uh, the recycling. In most, I think, major cities, there, you know, you either have your the cans outside or you have recycling centers that you can drive your stuff to. So we gather what we recycle as a family, and we make the kids do it, the actual sorting and recycling of the cans and bottles and separating and all of that. So they earn it like a job, and they get to keep that money and split it up. They also have certain chores that they do around the house that we're just now starting to implement more of that now, but they've always done their chores uh laundry you know making their bed like the things that they need to do that they're expected to do as a competent member of our family they do those things so the over and above stuff and you can decide on what kinds of chores these are in your home but for us right now and they're seven and eight years old the over and above stuff would be like weeding the garden i will show you honey how to weed the garden how to get the leaves out of there you know more manual labor type of things that they should learn eventually but right now they're just starting so I will pay you to do those things that you know mommy usually does but if you can do it and you can do it well I'll, I'll pay you for that and, and I give him a dollar right I, I mean it's all of maybe 20 to 30 minutes worth of work but he's learning a new skill and and so he gets a dollar for that another thing that they may do is. Um, to scrub something you know like either the baseboards or the bathtub or something like that something a chore that's not basic like sweeping and mopping and wiping down and things the things that you're expected to do to clean up after yourself versus more project-based things or like organizing a closet or think something like that they'll get paid for so having them getting used to earning things helps them to be more grateful for what they have because now they know what it takes to maintain that thing. So number one, earn it. Learn to earn it. Number two, delay gratification. I tell my daughter, just because you see it doesn't mean it belongs in our life, (laughs) right? And we come across this all the time as adults, right? Just because there is an opportunity, just because it's there in front of your face whether it's <laughs> whether it's online shopping or project out in the community or just because you were asked to volunteer for something you know but in our kids case they see stuff that they want now actually commercials this is this is an important thing because this is the main reason why we don't have tv we've never had tv in our home as long as we've been married for 11 years um, and by that, I mean cable. <laughs> like we have a TV, but we have Netflix and we have, um, you know, Amazon video, but we get to choose and we don't have to see those commercials that are always trying to sell you something. So we try to keep the kids eyes away from that as much as possible. And of course, they get it when they play a game on daddy's phone or, or a Pandora because I'm cheap and I refuse to pay Pandora one for <laughs> commercial free, whatever. So I just turn it down and I go, oh, stinking commercials. And Asher's like, stinking commercials. Yeah. So we talked to them about commercialism, but delaying gratification, just because you see it or hear it doesn't mean that it belongs in your life. And then they learn the patience versus needing it now. So the importance of allowing time to pass so that we can sleep on it, you know, as they say, always sleep on it, when you want to make a big purchase. But allowing time to pass allows us to see how much we really value that. Did we really care enough to need it right now? If we can allow time to pass and it's still not a hugely important need in our life, then it's not a hugely important need, you know? And one thing that my pastor taught me actually was, give God the time to bless. Because if you think you need this thing, it's happened so many times that I see something and I'm like, oh, that it like that would make my life or our home life or our family life so much easier and then a little bit of time passes and then someone at church or someone randomly just says hey i have this extra thing could you guys use something like this and i'm going ah god knows my needs he's my provider right so giving giving god the time to bless you and to show you that hey he cares for your every need he he sees what we need he says aren't Look at the birds. They're fed. They're clothed. Don't you think your Father in Heaven cares about you in the same way? I love that. I love Matthew. Matthew 6 is just where it's at when it comes to gratefulness and appreciating what you have and God taking care of you. It's just amazing. So they could be small little things at the store um, or experiences that cost money. You know, my kids say, well, I want to go ice skating. I want to go to the water park. I want to go here and there. And we started a few years ago having them save up for those things. And we made them a chart to show, okay, how much money do you have now? How much money do you have now? And they're earning it and looking forward to it. So that kind of expectation is beautiful because it's an earned expectation and not, um, not something that they believe that they deserve just because they're kids and they're cute and and parents are supposed to provide this. And that, that leads me into the comparison thing. And I'm not going to go fully into this right now because this could be a whole episode on on its own. But comparing and, and dealing with the fact that they see their friends get this or have this and that experience and, and we go, well, we're not their parents. We're your parents. We're responsible for you. And what we Know that you need to learn is patience, uh, gratefulness, and so this is how we're going to teach you. So that's number two: delay gratification. So number one: learn to earn it. Number two: delay gratification, and number three: give more. So the more time that we give to give of our time, our money, our talent to purely bless others. it Again, it's it cannot be about what we can get from them. It has to be about What we have to give. And the more that we're outpouring this and giving of ourselves, the more that is emptied in order for others to give to us. You know, it's kind of that concept. I love to read the book to the kids, Um, Did You Fill a Bucket Today?, so it's that whole bucket filling concept like, oh, what's going to fill their bucket the most? And this kind of can go into, you know, what's your love language and what do people appreciate the most. But it's that. It's paying attention to what people appreciate. And people, I am, I am learning to get better at this because I can be so self-involved um, even with what goes on in my home that I don't always pay attention to the things that my husband needs. Like he needs words of affirmation. He needs he needs me to pay attention to the things that he likes and cares about, right? So Christmas is coming, and even the gift-giving thing is, has caused tension in our home before because I'm just like, ah, just give me a gift card. I'm so practical, right? And that's why I write practical family. That's who Jen is. But I need to also pay attention to what others need. And so the gratefulness that that is developed when we are giving more of ourselves and investing our time and energy into the lives of other people, specifically our, our immediate family first, our family first. And the last thing that I wanted to touch on was that appreciation. So the word appreciation and gratefulness can go hand in hand, right? It's that feeling, what feeling courses through your veins when you are feeling grateful. And I started to think about it and I thought, I feel the most grateful when someone gives me something that I know I don't deserve. And I sat on that and I went, oh Lord, isn't isn't that the gospel? Appreciation comes when we know that we're empty. It's born, I believe, from a person who has experienced grace, that undeserved favor they, I don't deserve this, but you did it for me anyway. And, or that feeling when a heavy burden is lifted after enough time has passed to show me how desperate my situation really was. For instance, there've been times when I've overspent my money and, you know, if you've ever been there, that feeling of needing to scramble to find out, okay, how am I going to make it for this and that? Oh, my gosh, I went I went over in my bank account. Oh, my gosh, they're going to charge me, you know, but it's only this many days till payday. What am I going to do? And sometimes instead of being rescued or instead of, okay, okay, God, maybe you're going to just bless me with like a gift right now that, that makes up for my poor decision-making but you know folks, it doesn't always happen that way, right? I mean this' is real life and even what I want to teach my kids is when they when they make a mistake, when they make poor choices, nobody's there's not always going to be someone there to bail them out. But when we are allowed to and we give ourselves the space to sit in our decisions long enough to realize, oh, okay. there is just no getting out of this. I have to just take it. I have, I'm gonna get charged until payday and then i'll make that up oh i'll never do this again and then and inevitably something happens again right but it's in that learning process that where we can give ourselves the space to realize i i messed up or or i've got to sit in this long enough just to just to wait and see what happens and then when so, when that thing comes that is unexpected or that gift or that encouragement and your heart is just empty and broken, maybe. And then you receive that precious washing, that precious gift, whatever it is. Ah, oh, I don't deserve this, but I'm being given this. I want my kids to get to a place where they have had the chance to sit long enough, either in sorrow, in the, the reality of what it takes to work hard, so that when that blessing comes, their heart responds to that grace, to the gift of that grace. People, this is what the gospel message is all about. This is why the gospel is so powerful, because the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died. Listen, if we don't get the gravity of the situation until we've come to terms with the fact that there is no good in us, That it's not really about self confidence. Like, I know I'm a good person, I just have to believe in myself, and that's why I help people, and that's why. mm, mm. It's not about knowing how good you are. It's about knowing how great God is and how much we need Him. And that gratefulness, I am convinced, is born out of a heart that has known and received a gracious gift. And we have received that. We have received that in. In the gospel, God coming down to us when we were sinners and dying on the cross to save us from our sins, that is the gospel. So when we are living as grateful people, we're living, number one, without expectation, number two, with a giving heart, and number three, waiting, being willing to wait, delaying gratification in hopes that something better will come the more that we allow that time to pass some of my favorite quotes about gratefulness um, I'm not sure who said this one but I saw it recently online it's not happy people who are thankful but thankful people who are happy me read that again it's not happy people who are thankful but thankful people who are happy GK Chesterton also said that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder wonder oh if we just sit and think how th- that sense of awe and wonder like oh i don't know how this happened but it is wonderful <laughs> it is great and i know i don't deserve this but it is great and then the last quote that i love is when asked if my cup is half full or half empty my only response is that i am thankful i have a cup so when we're grateful for the little things For what it takes to maintain the blessings that we have in life, whether we think that we're living um, uh, a fulfilled life or not, and whether that fulfilling is based on stuff or experiences or people or relationships, maybe you feel alone this Thanksgiving. This holiday season is maybe hard because it's not what it has always been. Maybe your expectation of what happiness needs to look like in your life, needs to change. So getting to grateful is more than just choosing to be happy, choosing to be content, because something else needs to happen in our heart before before we get to that point. Getting to grateful requires that we empty ourselves from expectation of things, of people, and we can just rest in the goodness of God, because we deserve no more than that but he chooses to give over and abundantly. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have life abundantly. And he's talking about in him and knowing that we are his forever, that we have a place in heaven, that, that the joy even begins now on earth because we're able to live grateful because we know the one who holds every good thing and does not want to withhold any good, any truly good thing. From our lives. So as we look around today, parents, and you look at your kids, and maybe feeling the pressure of you know, <laughs> the Black Friday sales, the <laughs> the buying of the stuff. Just think back to what what is really necessary. What do they really need? And families, all they really need is you. All they really need is you. You've been listening to the Practical Family Podcast, and I thank you so much for joining me today. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. And for more encouraging messages and tips on practicalfamily.org. Practical Family exists to encourage families to build strong foundations and healthy homes. And I hope and I pray that you are actively working toward that goal today. God bless you.